Oh, that was that was butter. That was smooth. Yeah, que bella, que bella. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's Italian. I don't know for sure. Um, I'm assuming you know no no other languages outside of English. I know a decent I know a decent amount of Spanish, and I did Duolingo Italian for a while. <laughs> like I can I know I got see I know basic words. Entschuldigung, wo ist das Regnet? What language is that? German. Oh. oh, nice, 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 nice. I'm My sister's learning. really good at German. Spanish and French. Yep, I need to get back into Duolingo. I fell out of it for the past like It's a fantastic resource. I would sponsor it all day. Yeah, so uh, the Binge Picture Podcast, officially brought to you by Duolingo. I'd be for it. Yep. Um, so, Dylan. Oh, wait, are we opening? <laughs> We've been opening. We've been, We've been opening. opening. Yeah, the oh, whole no. Duolingo ad. That's I was not prepared. Part of the show. Oh, no. Um, so, um, I have bad news for you, Dylan. Um, your secret experiment in the basement has gotten out and we now need to go hunting. Um, well, yes, but that was not the bad news I had in mind. Wait, how is that not bad news? That is bad news, but it's not the bad news. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Caleb is not here. What do you mean? He's right there. The very convincing cut out right behind you. No. Um, Caleb is now a gladiator. Ross, what debts did you have to pay? Funds were tight. Ross. Um, it was either him Ross. or Roger, and contractually, I couldn't get rid of Roger. What do you mean contractually you couldn't get rid of Roger? He, I, it was what a clause he, in his what? contract. Does he have a higher position than you? Apparently. I don't know what's happening Or now. equal to you, I should say? No, I think Roger surpassed me. Roger runs the show now. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, wait. Does that mean he runs, like, a TikTok house now, and we're just the TikTok people? Yes, we are his TikTok influencers, and he is our TikTok sugar daddy. I do not wish to become a sock puppet for a media company to puppet me through. Yeah, well, it's too bad, dude. We're, we're Roger has completed his hostile takeover and does now. How could you show. let this happen? I got a lot of shit going on, dude. I kind of just let him do his thing, and then all of a sudden, he was like, I'm in charge. And <laughs> I, there was nothing I could do to stop him. You mean you couldn't? Your your lawyers are all there. Your dog, your cat, your wife even. They, he, I don't know what happened, dude. We're we're under Roger's umbrella now. Oh, God. Wait, is it only a matter of time before we're bought by Netflix and or uh, uh, Warner? Yeah, we're probably... I think he's currently um, thinking about selling the show. So who knows? <laughs> the Rock will now host the Binge Picture Podcast. <laughs> the Binge Picture Podcast with co-hosts Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> but I just said the name of the show, Dylan. You didn't do your. Uh... Oh shit! <laughs> I don't know. Leave me alone. <laughs> you usually do it more dramatically. Oh god. And welcome back to the Bitch Picture Podcast, the third worst podcast on the internet, and the um, only podcast where we're supposed to be watching every movie that has won Best Picture at the Oscars, but consistently don't do that. However, Dylan, this week. No, you can't take me back. No, you can't make me. We watched a Best Picture winner for the first time since fucking June. We were doing so well. We We were doing so well. We ignored the concept we started this show with for, what's it, June, July, August, September. September, Five months. Almost half a year. I was hoping we could go to the next year and then I would realize. 
but we are back on a best picture winner this week um but spoiler for the end of the episode it, it will be the last best picture winner we watch for a while because well, I, have a spe- I have special plans for us hey why can't i just do special plans <laughs> well you can do you can do special plans but i've come up with one and i've got it ready oh okay that's fine um and you then, are the brainchild behind all this and um this week dylan what did we watch this week dylan we watched a very fantastic romantic comedy about a man who lost his family during a tragic event and found himself in fighting pits. Um, he learned to love himself again, but also while seeking revenge. It's a very good romantic comedy. Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, you got the plot right. <laughs> Genre, though, is a little off. <laughs> I mean, you could make that a romantic comedy. You definitely could make Gladiator into a romantic comedy, and I would definitely watch that movie. <laughs> Imagine if you had to make Gladiator a romantic comedy. Oh my god! Oh, I'd, I'd watch. Oh, that what do you? It's like it goes. It cuts to. It's like you are my closest friend, but I need you on my side. It cuts him. Oh yeah. Or what else? You put me into slavery. Oh god, you're putting me into slavery. <laughs> They charge out the guy, um, that one guy with the spiky hair gets whacked with the mace, and then Russell Crowe just looks like, well, that happened. (laughs) Reasons why Gladiator would suck if they made it today with someone other than Ridley Scott. Oh, God, if they made it today. Yeah. I feel like we, no, even the thing, I feel like Ridley Scott, if if he had the budget to remake it and do it over again, it would suck, because have you heard of Exodus, Gods, and Kings? Yes, I've heard that I've, that sucked, but I've heard his two new movies that are that are out this year are both really good. So Ridley's kind of getting back into form this the year. The Last Duel and what? The Last Duel and House of Gucci. Oh, he did that? Yeah, he did House of Gucci. That looks really good. Yeah, 80, 83-year-old Ridley Scott put out two movies this year. <laughs> 83? COVID can't put him down. I love Ridley. King Ridley. There's a reason he's called King Ridley. Dude, I love his um, Robin Hood. His um Robin Hood movie. I love I have it. not I haven't seen his Robin Hood movie in a long Watch time. Watch the extended edition. What yeah, mm-hmm. like obviously extended edition and then director like regular movie, director's cut, watch that. They're all fantastic. Nice. Yeah. I remember liking it when it came out, but it's been probably twelve years, if not more, since I've watched it. I agree. Um, but uh we are what we watched Ridley two thousand best two thousand best picture winner. Gladiator fantastic movie a fucking incredible movie starring russell crowe joaquin phoenix connie mm-hmm. nielsen jimon hansu um those are the big names those are the big names no you're forgetting jim jamal jawadi i think that's his name no are you talking about um black guy yes no that's jimon hansu oh really why yes. did i think jimon hansu so i was right Oh, and I forgot Tommy Flanagan's in this movie. Yeah, Tommy I Flanagan's love Tommy in it. Flanagan. Yeah, he's so no, because good. I was rewatching him. Like, is that a really young Tommy Flanagan? It is a really young Tommy Flanagan. Like he, like he ages like real, like Silver Fox. Tommy Flanagan is still just humming, humming, humming. But like mm. this one, I was just like, holy shit, he's a baby. <laughs> he, he innocent. He yeah. not. He has not done Sons of Anarchy yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, Dylan, do you want to get into the plot of Gladiator? So I already explained it. it's a romantic comedy, but okay. Um, okay, but I got it. I got the plot this week. You've done the plot the last couple of weeks. I got it this week. Okay. So the year is 180 AD. Ba, ba, ba. We find ourselves on the front lines of the Roman Empire's fight against the Germanic barbarians in the north. The army is led by Russell Crowe himself. 
General Maximus Decimus Meridius. No, it's just Russell Crowe. He just walks out. Yes, I'm Russell Crowe. <laughs> he walks out and he's like, good night, mate. I'm Russell Crowe. <laughs> um, but he leads the army to victory in a battle. Um, and afterwards, he meets with the Emperor, played by Richard Harris. Um, Richard Harris, fucking great in this movie. Richard Harris is, has a very esteemed career. Richard Harris was the objectively better Dumbledore, and I will absolutely fight anybody. <laughs> I mean, we only get him for one movie. I don't two. think he's, we... in, he's in two. I know, but let's be honest, he doesn't do a lot of chamber. But, but besides he's, the he's point, much, you know. he, either way, he's much better than Michael Gambon. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. We'll fight um, on that later. But um, he meets with the Emperor, and um, the Emperor is like, I'm dying, Maximus. And he says that he wants to give the imperial powers over to Maximus after his death so that Maximus can make Rome into a republic again because um, the emperor Marcus Aurelius does not trust his son Commodus, played by Joaquin Phoenix in one of his best fucking roles. I mean, yeah, like, well, one, you don't trust the empire at that point in a historical standpoint. Yeah. You don't trust it at that point. Um, And upon hearing uh, this news... Late at night, Commodus murders his father and usurps the throne. In the and most, I, like, I won't lie, <laughs> the weirdest death scene. Oh, just smother. Yeah, because he smothers yeah. Marcus Aurelius up against his chest. Um, after that. Yeah, and um, it was so weird. Yeah. M- Commodus um, orders Maximus's execution, and Maximus is taken out into the forest to be killed. But Maximus, being the badass he is, Fights off the executioners and kills them and rides off into the woods, making his way Those for his home. Those people were terrible at their jobs from day one. <laughs> they were Those not Those people were at terrible jobs. at their jobs from day one. Mm-hmm. Because um, it was like, I'm going to look, I'm going to turn around. I'm like, guy, main character, main character, kill quickly. This isn't Game of Thrones. Yeah, this is this man is the general of the army. He can fucking fight. Don't turn your back on him, even if he's just kind of there. Yeah, I was just like, huh. He sucks. And I'm like, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. So Maximus um, rides uh, rides like the wind across the European plains to make it home to Spain to make sure his wife and his son are safe. But Commodus' forces got there first, and he finds his wife and his son crucified and burned alive. Why? On their well, farm. one, that's a double overkill. Why the fuck would you? You do one or the other. Mm-hmm. One or the other. <laughs> You don't, like, you want a double whammy, I understand. Send the message home, but god damn, brother. God damn. Um, so, uh, Maximus kind of gives up on life at that point and just kind of collapses um, with a kind of, like, with a wound he received earlier in the movie getting infected, he just collapses. But slave traders pick him up and take him to North Africa, where Proximo, Proximo. Oliver Reed himself. Never um, sell that man queer giraffes. Oh my Moral god, that was, story. I always forget about that scene, but then every time I watch it, I'm like, oh my god, I forgot about the giraffes. <laughs> For some uh, reason, like, I, I won't lie, like, I'll go into my history of this movie later, but mm-hmm. go on. I like, that is a completely unnecessary scene, but it adds so much to um, Proximo's character. Like, you know this is not a guy you fuck with. Right? It's It, it sets up the tone really well for the mm-hmm. character. In, like, one line, even. Or, like, yeah. one scene. And he's got that deep, menacing voice. And he's got a fantastic beard. The beard is incredible. There's a lot of good beards in this movie. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, Marcus Aurelius rocking a good old man beard. I was going to say, that man's just like, I've given up. (laughs) Russell Crowe's beard is solid in this one. Uh, Uh, Oliver Reed's got a good one. Yeah. 
Um, I think but, those are the only three people with a beard. <laughs> yeah, but they were good ones. Um, but um, Proximo purchases Maximus and trains him to fight as a gladiator alongside um, Hagen, a mm-hmm. giant Germanic man who is he's just massive. Oh, my God. When that guy shows up, I'm like, okay, you break. You break people real good. Mm-hmm. I think and, he's a bodybuilder. Yeah, he's a bodybuilder. And he's the sense. tallest one. He's one of them. He's one checks of the tallest out. ones. That checks out. <laughs> And alongside, also alongside Juba, um, a man who was kidnapped out of Africa. Yep. Um, so early on, Maximus's really good military skills help him kind of win battles and gain him fame in um, northern Africa alongside his buddies. When you just when you're the one sitting at the back of the cage, you know I think you've done something to mm-hmm. earn some respect. Yep. And then we cut to Rome, where Commodus. In reinstates gladiatorial combat in the Roman Colosseum in order to make the people love him because Commodus' whole thing is that he is desperate for love and affection. Yeah, it's his character flaw. And he wants Rome to love him like he is their father. So he reinstates the games to drum up support and drum up the mob. And because of this, Proximo packs up his gladiators and ships them off to Rome. He's like, I want money um and after after they get to rome they fight their first gladiator gladiatorial combat in the coliseum in front of commodus himself although maximus is wearing a really fucking cool helmet to disguise his face um, i mean like at that point he they probably thought he was dead for a long time no, they, they did know he was dead they, or they thought i should say they yeah. thought he was dead because commodus is like they told me he was dead yep um and they it's they they are playing they the told me he was you. dead where are the other three of you <laughs> <laughs> they are uh oh, they took a early leave maternity mm-hmm. leave what you heard me <laughs> um maximus and his buddies are staged as the barbarian horde um the battle, of carthage. The, the battle of carthage which if anybody knows their ancient history the barbarian horde did not do well in the battle of carthage against the romans yeah, but, but to be fair, Carthage whacked him for the like mm-hmm. next decade. Yeah, but then um, yeah, the Maximus' Car- military... The sack of, the sack of Carthage, uh, Scipio, I understand. Yeah, and Scipio then I know. Maximus, Maximus' military uh, mind helps them beat the favored and supposed to win group of Romans. As one! Yeah, and then Commodus comes down because he wants to meet the Spaniard, as they call Maximus. Well, yeah, because he's, they found him in Spain, and they also have the horses. His Okay, I'll, I'll go into my love for this movie in a second. And we get the speech from My Maximus. name is Maximus Decimus Aurelius. Son of a murder, uh, father oh, of a murdered son. Father to a murdered son, husband to a, husband murdered, to a murdered wife. wife. And I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. next. Oh, God, it's so fucking good. I know we paraphrased that, but it's pretty long. And yeah, like, it was, lo- it was much he's longer. Like, command, commander of the armies in the north, and like all that. I was like, true oh. follower of the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius. Aurelius. It's uh, so fucking good. And then Commodus, in order to keep the crowd on his side, he just goes, he just goes I could kill him. Okay. I could kill him. But then he, he knows if he kills him, the crowd will turn against him. So he's like, okay, I guess leave him alive. He's like, he, you remember you, you know the emperor's new groove that scene where um yzma finds out that Cusco is still alive and that really good <laughs> growl he's still alive. that yeah. is like commodus in this yeah, moment. at that point yes um but then um 
Maximus ends up meeting with Lucilla, Commodus's sister, and he is a form. She is a former love interest of Maximus, and yeah. they begin to plot to free Maximus and kill Commodus. Yeah, along with Senator Gracchus, who is one of the biggest senators in Rome. Um, he throws all, bread at the people. <laughs> yes, and all throughout this, Maximus is fucking kicking ass in the Colosseum, winning fights that are rigged against him, uh-huh. um, and just being an overall badass. Um, so while they are scheming to kill Commodus and free Maximus, Commodus is running his own schemes to catch up. Excuse me, to catch up to them. While also loving trying to bring uh, Alabama into Rome. Yes, because uh, Commodus has the hots for his sister. And it's it's so unsettling. He, it's Joaquin terribly Phoenix unsettling. Is, he is so good. He is so unsettling. Um, but as they're plotting, um, Commodus catches up with them and he kills all of the conspirators except for Gracchus, um, Lucilla, and Maximus. Mm-hmm. And in a big, big like fight among the gladiators and Commodus' Praetorian guard, Hagen is unfortunately killed. That's and Maximus. My, my poor one out for my big boy. <laughs> um, and then Maximus is captured and he is stabbed by Commodus underneath the Colosseum before a fight so that it can be like rigged so Commodus can quote unquote win. Yeah. But Maximus being the badass he is, as he's bleeding out, kills Commodus in single combat. In like the slowest way possible. Just like oh, just <gasps> slow push, slowly pushing the dagger into Commodus's neck. Oh, God, it's such a satisfying death scene because you, you do you hate him so much by the end of the movie. You also see like um, one, it's satisfying combined with the fact that like you see both of their motivations. Like you mm-hmm. see his you see Maximus Gator's revenge and you see Commodus be like, no, no, I want to live. I mm-hmm. want to live. And, and, then and Russell Crowe's just Russell Crowe's face while he's doing that, just a stone faced scowl as he's doing it. Yeah, perfect. And then Maximus unfortunately collapses and dies, but sees his family uh, in the on the other side in the afterlife on the other side in the fields, in the fields of, Elysium. of Elysium, which is um, again another great speech that we did. We talked about. I know. We there's so many good moments in this movie, and Lucilla honors him as a soldier of Rome and his gladiator friends and Praetorian guard all carry him out with honor, leaving Commodus's body on the sand of the Colosseum. And yes, then, as it deserves to be. And then we cut and Juba is burying these little figurines of Maximus's family that Maximus would pray to. Yeah. He buries them in the sand of the Colosseum and says that I will see you again, my friend, but not, but yet. not yet. And then directed by Ridley Scott. So that's the plot of Gladiator. Yes, it is. And it's an otherwise very good, very well-written film. I love this movie so it's really much, good. Dylan. It's really good. I particularly love, as a slut for practical effects, that is a very practical movie. Yeah, there obvious, there's obviously lots of CG in terms of the backgrounds. I was going to say, like, the city has to be CG'd because you yeah, can't they, just go to modern-day Rome and be like, yeah, we can film this. Yeah, exactly. Like this, like the the backgrounds are CG, and there's some CG like enhancing some effects and all that. But god damn, man, that battle sequence at the beginning of the movie. Oh god, one one. I will argue that the dog needed more mm-hmm. screen time. The, the dog, dog needed need more, more screen, screen time. time. Yes, he was a good boy. He was a very good boy. Who saved this boy? boy? Who saved it? Who saved Marcus Reyes? Yes, you did. You good boy. Who saved Russell Crowe? You good boy. <laughs> Um, I loved how the dog took part in the fucking cavalry charge of all things. Yes, it was incredible. The cavalry charge at the beginning of the battle. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, one thing I really, really, really want to talk about is Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Yeah. 
he is so unsettling. He has this quiet air about him the whole movie. And he's just this, he's creepy, unsettling and scary. Not like in your face, loud, scary until the very end of the movie when he's captured loose, when he's got Lucilla cornered and she, and he's like forcing her to tell him everything. Yeah. And he's like, and he just has that one moment of explosion where he just screams, am I not masterful? Oh my God. The like, quiet reserved buildup, the whole movie into that one explosion. It is, it, it's Joaquin Phoenix's pr- probably second best performance of his career. What's his first? I would put the master just above this one. I could see that. And I um, would put Joker third. Joker's third. Joker is a great performance. He's uh, very good in Joker. Like Joaquin Phoenix is one of our best working actors. Yeah, right. And he does. He treats everything with like good. Like he treats art really well. He treats yes. acting really well. Like he'll go to the place like to do it, but then he'll come back and be like, "I'm so sorry." Like he's very he, like reserved man. Like he, in like every interview I've seen, but like he's he also really chill down to earth. He respects the craft of acting. Yeah. He knows what need. He knows what needs to get done. He yes. knows how to get it done, and then he does that. And he he will bring his A game no matter the performance. Because I mean, he's right. also Kenai and Brother Bear. Oh my God! What? Yeah, he's Kenai and Brother Bear. You're fucking with me. I've this is the second episode in a row where I've done this to you. <laughs> I've broken. Help Again. me. Yeah, Kenai is Joaquin Phoenix. God um, damn. God damn. Okay, yeah. so why is this apparently the shittiest part of Disney's the quote-unquote shittiest part of Disney's movie history when those movies were fantastic? Yeah, Treasure Planet, Brother Bear. We need to do episodes on those movies because they're Atlantis. Great. I want to throw Atlantis. And Atlantis. Atlantis. I fucking love Atlantis, dude. Sexy. Sexy movie. Yes. Beside the point. Um, Beside the point. Um, no, so can I Yeah, go, 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 go. You go, you go, uh, you go. So something that I vibe with this movie a lot is that like no, no scene feels wasted. Like, and that's yeah, like a big thing in like a lot of movies today is that especially like, you, longer movies long movies they very much pad out time they very mm-hmm. much pad out things like but this one just feels like every scene has a purpose it pushes characters it motivates the it moves the plot and also yes. the characters move the plot that is yep. a really big thing like because there's no MacGuffins. there's no, there's MacGuffins, no MacGuffins in this movie there's no real like and that's a really big thing in movies today that bother me is mm-hmm. that like a lot of them don't let the characters move the plot. The plot moves the characters, aka the new Star Wars trilogy, beside the point. Yeah. Um, um, and what's great is that like it's not always the main character. It's not always the main character who pushes it. Yeah. He's just there as like the linchpin to move it all. Yeah. But he he's being moved by the other characters. Like he's being moved by the Emperor. He's being moved by um the slaver guy whose name I like thank you. Proximo. He's being moved in different ways. Like he does most of the movement himself by like in the first act through um like the war but then yeah aurelius comes in is like i need you and then like commodus moves and then like he's just being the app the effect of it all but he does a really good job mm-hmm. of like taking the power when he needs to yes um, like you said there are no wasted scenes in this movie and i think that is really because ridley scott has been making movies for so goddamn long and he's so goddamn good at it yeah, that he knows he, Ridley. So Ridley Scott, I don't think gets as much credit as guys like Scorsese and Spielberg and Coppola. Well, because he doesn't have the same. He doesn't. He doesn't operate, get the same reward, like a, a quote unquote acclaim. Like, well, but not even not even that. But I think it's because Ridley's films 
he has a much more passive style. Like Cop- the Coppola's, Scorsese's, and Spielberg's, they have their own distinct styles in their movies. Yeah. Ridley, he has a much more diverse filmography in some ways, and I think he his style is much more subtle in that he is guiding the story along and keeping it on track as opposed to inserting his own style, his own personal wants into the story and into the visual style of a film. Yeah. He's a much more objective filmmaker than he is a subjective guy. Like Rid- Ridley's Ridley's whole fucking shit. Excuse me. Uh, Ridley's He's dying. Whole filmography, He's, the gases in his system are finally erupting. <laughs> Ridley's whole filmography, whether it's like fucking Alien or Thelma and Louise, Blade Runner, Gladiator, his whole filmography, he run he has such a tight, connected style to his stories that his he, there's like- certainly visual flair in every single one of his movies, but he every movie he tailors his style to the story. Yeah, and that's why I think he pops out really well because he mm-hmm. knows what needs to be done for a story when a lot mm-hmm. of people just like, okay, we hit point B point. And he's like, no. And like, I need an emotion in this scene. I need a reason to the scene. I need like, he puts logic into a script, like mm-hmm. for why certain things should be. And even then, like he puts out the, like these great director's cuts. And then he, and then, of course, you see the scenes that he kind of took out, and you understand mm-hmm. why they were took out, but they also fit fantastically in the movie. Like, nothing steps, nothing like missteps, nothing goes yeah. that bad. And of course, he's had his duds in the past, but. Oh, everyone's had their duds. Yeah. Like, and his I know kids... his are like probably bigger like than most, but like at the same time, that's how you learn. That's how you yeah. get better. And especially when you think how good his hits are, like Gladiator, Blade Runner, and Alien, and Thumb and Louise. I would also put up. I would also put in uh, the Robin Hood movie with Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. I, Again, that I haven't seen that one. In, I have not seen that one in super long, so one I can't my, really say much about it. It's one of my movies I come back to a lot. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, Gladiator is one of those for me. <laughs> you know, we all got one. We mm-hmm. all got one. Um, Dylan, do you want to hear a fun story about Gladiator? Is it that how Proximo died in the middle of filming, so they had to edit around him? <laughs> yes, but do you know the circumstances of his death? What was it, heart attack? Yes, but there's more to it. Oh no. I just so, heard I just heard heart attack. So um Oliver Reed, um, yeah. who we've already talked about. He was in Oliver. We talked about him a long time ago in our Oliver. A episode. man plays Oliver in Oliver? No wonder well, he, he was, was destined to die. Well, he didn't play Oliver. I know, but he was in an Oliver, blah blah blah. Yes. Yeah, so Oliver Reed was known throughout his career as a hard drinker. Oh no. Dude, dude could put it back. Um, but he had been sober for a while when they started filming Gladiator, and they were filming Gladiator in Malta, on the island of Malta. In oh, no. Um, so the, it is May 2nd, 1999. They are almost done filming Gladiator. And Oliver Reed goes to a bar. When he gets to the bar, Oliver Reed drinks eight pints of German lager, a dozen shots of rum, half a bottle of whiskey, and a few shots of Hennessy, drinking uh, like in a drinking match against some sailors from the HMS Cumberland. His <laughs> the equivalent of almost six hundred dollars worth of liquor is coursing through his veins, and <laughs> he then 
arm wrestled five sailors and beat all five of them and then collapsed and died on the way to the hospital. Oh my God. Yeah. That man, that man. Holy shit. I just heard he died of a heart attack. I thought he was old. It was a heart. It was a heart attack induced by enough liquor to intoxicate a frat house. Honestly, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that is those that are circumstances. man is a wow. Yeah, those are the circumstances surrounding. Well, like Oliver he was Reese. old, old. Let me look at his age real quick. He I was sixty one. Uh, it. He was sixty. What? Yeah, he was sixty one years old. They ended up using um, body doubles and CGI. Yeah, to complete and then they scenes. it wasn't even CGI. Like for the scenes, he was like gone. You no, know, they they had to map out his face for close ups with CG. Really? Like, even yeah. in the scene where, like, they literally, like, if you literally look at the scene where it goes ashes and dust, it literally just is a cut and paste. Yeah, yeah. The, the ashes and dust, that is a cut and paste soundbite from earlier in the movie. Well, no, like, but it's also, I swear that uh, it looks like almost that's just his face. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they just took one. They did a really the good, they did a really good job of hiding it. But once I knew that that had happened, I kind of paid attention to every time they had a close-up on him. And, and was, they, there were, is there like tears along the face and all that? There, there's like a little... Uh, there's one scene in particular where I could see a little itty-bitty faint white line around the outline of his head. Gotcha. Like, okay, that's the scene right there. That's the scene that he had not filmed yet when he died. Understood. Uh, so, Dylan, on a scale of 1 to 10, what score would you give Gladiator? 9.2. I am sitting in a very strong 9.5 situation. Excellent. Good. Fantastic. We love to hear it. We love yes. here supporting movies. We 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 love movies. We love supporting movies. We love Ridley Scott. We love supporting Ridley Scott. Um agreed. So I'm I'm Dylan since this is a best picture winner, I'm going to read you the other best picture nominees from this year. And oh god, to, we're going back to formula. Quickly. Get and me I want here. to tell you I want you here. to say <gasps> if Gladiator's the best movie out of this bunch. Okay. The, uh, so there are five movies. There's Gladiator. Oh, great. There was, when there were five movies and not 12. God, yes. I miss those times. Um, there was Chocolat. I haven't seen There that was movie. Aaron Brockovich seen starring, starring um, Julia Roberts. Yeah. There was Steven Soderbergh's Traffic. I have not the, seen that movie. It's one of Soderbergh's weakest. I'm not a fan. And then there's the other really, really good one from this year. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! So did they get it right with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, with Gladiator, or should have been Crouching Tiger? I can make the argument that Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon should have won. By I would be between the two. I am okay with either one of them winning, right? Because they're both great. Um, let me scroll down to the accolades page for. Wikipedia, Wikipedia, we won't give you money no matter how many times you ask. So uh, Gladiator got nominated for 12 Oscars, came home with nominations for Best Picture, Best Director for Ridley, Best Actor for Russell Crowe, Best Supporting Actor for Joaquin Phoenix. Um, I feel like Joaquin could have gone for Maine, like, you know what I mean? I understand in like the structure of everything he's supporting actor, but mm-hmm. like legitimately he could be big boy actor. I yeah. forgot the title. <laughs> Lead actor? Thank you. <laughs> big boy title. Big boy actor. Big no, boy that's actor. Big boy I'm actor. A, I'm a big boy. <laughs> I'm a big boy. <laughs> um, also nominations for original screenplay, art direction, cinematography, costume design, film editing, original score for Hans Zimmer's score. God, the costume design was so f- fucking good and then sound I, I and, to... 
Oh. Visual effects. Oh. Took home wins, obviously, best picture. Russell yeah. Crowe got a, got the win for best actor. Yeah. Uh, costume design won, sound and visual effects won. I can see visual effects and costume. Yeah, but... I, I don't feel like there was anything in the realm of like a winner outside of like putting, giving you like all like the authentic Roman garb. I, I would have given Hans Zimmer the win for score, I think, but. Who was the other fighter in that? The other nominees for best score. If I can find that tab right here. Oh, we're close. Oh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon one. For okay, never, never mind. mind. I'm never, mind. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. No arguments. None. None. Not going to fight this one. Nope. Back up. Back it up. I'm backing up. So you and I agree. Gladiator, good choice, but also not Very the good only good choice. No. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon could have beaten him within a mile. Mm-hmm. I mean, and an inch. Boy, like, howdy, dude. Do I have a list of movies for you from 2000? Oh, God. Like, this, it is insane the list of movies that came out in 2000. So we have Gladi- Ridley Scott's Gladiator. Mm-hmm. We had Ang Lee's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. The Coen brothers yep. had a movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Great movie. Oh Long my Har- God, that movie's so fucking good. Christopher Nolan released Memento. Oh my one God. One of his best. Wong Kar Wai released In the Mood for Love. Darren Aronofsky released Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> Um, Spike that Lee. That movie is very depressing. It is. Oh my god, it's so depressing. That is horribly depressing. Uh, Spike Lee released Bamboozled. Park Chan Wook released Joint Security Area, which if you have not seen that, dude, I have. It's so good. Uh, Bong Joon Ho's first movie, Barking Dogs Never Bite, came out. Yes. Guy Ritchie's Snatch. I love Night... Snatch. I love Snatch. M Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable. Oh, but John... before he's John Woo's. John Woo's Mission Impossible 2, Ron Howard's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, <laughs> um, Emperor's New Groove, X-Men, Chicken Run, American Psycho, Miss Congeniality, and Castaway. God damn, dude. Like, this is the best God year we've damn. talked about. <laughs> right? Top to bottom, this is the best year we've talked about. Oh, and oh, Gladiator came was... in second in the box office. To whom? MI2. I mean, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I very get it. I get it. Not, not happy about it, but right. So yeah, dude. Um, gladiator. 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 I will own it all. All right, Dylan. Ma'am. I, I do have one more question for you. Ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> Can we muppet it? <laughs> Can we it's time for it? another edition of Make It Muppet. <laughs> Make it Muppet. I love this segment so goddamn much. Would Gladiator be better with Muppets? No. And Yes, it would. Where no. would you cast the Muppets? <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Um, okay, so just to keep everything fine, no, I'm taking out Joaquin Phoenix. I'm going to replace him with Fozzie. Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Bear is Waka Waka, am I not merciful? <laughs> um, the tall guy is obviously replaced by the big uh, guy with the uh, snaggletooths and all that. Sweetums? Freedoms, that's his name. I can't remember yep. his name 95% of the time. Um, Kermit 
I want him to be um, Proximo, just so I can see him be like, you uh, bought me queer drafts. <laughs> Listen to the crowd, Maximus. <laughs> Listen to the crowd. Yay! <laughs> Shadows and <in> dust. <laughs> ah! He just gets thrown out a window or something. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, you know, just keeping it like fresh and all that. I'm going to keep the main female lead in this. Just so keep Connie Nielsen. Yes. And I'm going to make um, Gonzo Maximus. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, Dylan. Also, it's either if, that or Rizzo. Pick one. If Fozzie Bear is Commodus, are we keeping Richard Harris as Marcus Aurelius? So we get yes. to see Fozzie yes. Bear smother an old man to yes. death. Yes. I love this idea so much. I'm gonna get Ridley Scott on the phone. <laughs> no, wait, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it out real quick. Um I want I want now um Sam the Eagle to play Proximo. I could see that. Yeah, that would be a good one. That would be good. No, and then we keep Marcus Aurelius as Kermit. So and then Fozzie kills oh, Kermit. Fozzie kills Kermit. Oh, Fozzie no. kills Kermit. I love it so much. <laughs> I love it so much. This might be the. This is better than the Dune cast. This is better than Dune. Two. This is better than the Dune one. Oh, oh my, my god. god! Oh god! <laughs> this is incredible. We have. I love this segment so much. This is it's this so is my great. greatest. This is I'm the best so thing I've ever created. This is the greatest creation. <laughs> I, we're not original, but fucking, it's great. It's so good. Oh. Oh um, my god. Um, so Dylan, ma'am, we both love Gladiator. Yeah. But there's a war going on. I will lead my horde against you on every front. I will find where you sleep and I will charge your gates. So Caleb, um, was at 13 last time. And let's just be honest. He's probably still at 13. (laughs) He's, I think Caleb, I'm going to guesstimate and say Caleb's in the 18 to 20 range. Okay, you want to make a you want to make a little fun bet about it? No, no, come on, come on. What would we wager? That, what we always wagered. Uh, you have to play a T and D character. I make. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, but Dylan, we were we were tied at sixty nine. The best number to tie at. Nice. It's, it was nice, is what I would like to say. Um, but how many movies have you watched since december october 24th when i uh, last, so last since, week since that ah yeah i'm dealing with a cold god damn it nah, the fl- weather fluctuations kill me i'm dude i'm doing the same fucking thing it sucks right now my nose is trying to kill me are you ready yes 32 no no i'm at 20 no. i did 29 yes you yes! are so 69 plus 30 is 99. So you're at 102. Yeah. 69 plus 29 is I'm at 98. No, wait. Uh, 69 plus how many did you have? 32. It's 101. You're right. 101. 101. I was wrong. So 101 to 99. Oh, you said 102. My bad. Yeah, I missed, I missed up. I want to stay at 101. I might quit. <laughs> you're like at 101. 101. I am at 99. Oh. <sighs> And we've got vindication. We, Dylan, we have seven weeks left. In <laughs> we are entering the home stretch. To clarify, I think we should clarify something. That was like three weeks of movies. Yeah, that was like three weeks. Three yeah, those three weeks. weeks where we didn't do it. Yeah. So we need to clarify that. Yes. It wasn't me just like not sleeping, going must, 
feet Ross. it was three weeks it's not like we're staying up every single night watching 10 movies a night i still i'm still wanting to argue that critical role counts just because of its length and its story but we'll get to that i mean if we want to then let's see three that would mean three episodes for each of us which means you're at 104 and i'm at 102 i mean you want to count them i mean fuck it sure it puts Yay! me in the hundred cl- it puts me in the hundred club <laughs> bribery scandalous so 104 to 102 to Caleb's yeah. between 18 and 25. I'm saying that this man is at a solid 19. I, that's a good number. I think he's in, I, I'm going to say he's at 18. All right. Um, shake hands. Shake hands through the shake. shake. Shaky, 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 shaky. Um, okay. Uh, we wagered a D&D character we have to play. <laughs> yes. Um, now, there is one more thing that we need to do before we sign off, Dylan. Uh, declare war on the modern world. Well, yes, but other than that, we have to figure out our topic for next week. Ah, yes, of course. I'm assuming course. you have some grand laid plan. I do. I'm about to share my screen with you, Dylan. Do I have to close my eyes again? No, you don't. You don't Yay, you don't. I can see. He's not going to take my eyesight, guys. Finally, I can see with my own two beautiful blue eyes. Here it comes. Oh, no, it's back. I what thought is? we Why is Kingdom of Heaven on this list? Why is Kingdom of Heaven on this list? We are doing Ridley-thon 2021. Oh, no. I don't want to watch Kingdom of Heaven again. I can take Kingdom of Heaven off the list. No, it's fine. Just put it back on there. It's fine. Puts us at an even 10, but okay. Yeah, just do it. If it's an even 10, I'm fine. I just... ah. Kingdom of Heaven puts us at 11. So nah, Dylan, whatever, I don't s- care. Spin the damn wheel. We're gonna give me Robin Hood. Give me Robin Hood. Give me Robin Hood. Please, 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 please. Come on, please, here we go, please, baby. Please, 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 please. Come on, please. come on, come on, come on. Oh my god. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Robin Hood. I get I have the I have the power to predict. I have the I have the power. I am a god. Yep. Get so, struck by um, lightning. I'm not that powerful. So catch us next week, listener, when we watch Ridley Scott's Robin Hood, also starring uh, Russell Crowe. So hype, so hype. So can we say it's like the R&R connection? <laughs> oh, Ridley, the Ridley-Robin connection? The Ridley-Russell connection. The Ridley, oh, right. I don't know why I said Robin. Oh, Robin Hood. But yeah. The Ridley-Russell connection. Yes. So yes, join us. In the, sorry, Caleb, you don't get a say in the episode next week. <laughs> <laughs> so join us next week for Ridley Scott, Ridley... Ridley Thon, I should say. The Ridley, Ridley Thon. I like that. Part Ridley two. Thon. Ridley Thon Part Two. Robin Hood. <laughs> um, I'll take that. I'll take Robin Hood off of the list. Um, so we don't accidentally spin it twice in a row <laughs> next week. But Dylan, do you have anything to plug this week? Um, you know, I got nothing right now, man. Uh, support local artists. Go support a Kickstarter. Make sure, like, support local artists. Support local things. Um, fuck big bad corporations, man. Other than that, that's my anarchical post for the day. Um, I'm I'm gonna plug another band. It's been a while since I plugged a band. Um, this is a really good doom metal band called Chemis K H E M M I S. New album oh. drops on Friday, November nineteenth. First couple singles are out now. Um, a link to purchase the album will be in the episode description. Spell uh, them again real quick for me. K-H-E-M-M-I-S. Chemist. K-H-E-M-M-I-S. Yes, they rock. I've been following yep, them along for a few years. They right. rock. Oh, that's some sick artwork in the background. Yeah, dude, they have great album artwork. Um, if we're yes. going to plug bands, um, 
Rise Against Nowhere Generation album is fucking sexy, and I R- love every minute of it. Rise Rise Against has been a consistent part of my rotation since I was like twelve. I've always dug Rise Against. Rise Against is sexy as fuck. They are very good, very very good. Um, but that about does it for this week's episode, Dylan. Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah. you can follow us on Twitter at Binge Picture. You can like us on Facebook. And you can also listen to our podcast directly on Facebook now. You can follow us on Instagram. You can like us on Spotify. You can leave us a rate rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can send us an email at BingePicturePod at gmail.com. Now, if you'll excuse us. We have to Dylan, go fight in real ritualistic combat. Yes, Dylan and I are going to go meet up in a parking lot with swords. That nothing will happen. No, nothing bad will happen. No, nothing bad. No, no, of course not. No, no, I'm gonna hey. kill you and send you. Oh, you gotta fucking die. I'm gonna make sure you see your god. Oh. Uh, 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 uh,